listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Wednesday the 3rd of November. You're listening to Recap, made for you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. And here's the disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Hi Alice. Hey Jose, how's it going? Very good, thank you. A little bit uh, rainy up here in Auckland, but that's okay. I'm inside and I'm and warm and I'm wearing socks, so it's great. Nice. Well, I'm in Wellington. I ventured out at lunchtime and I think I almost got blown away, if I'm being honest. <laughs> The, 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 it's true about Wellington, it gets very windy, very, very windy. Just, just take care out there. Yeah, but I'll try, I'll try. But don't, don't walk near any, like, sort of, um, you know, any sea walls, otherwise you might get blown into the sea. I'll so try not to. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so on Tuesday in the US, Pfizer, uh, the biopharmaceuticals company, they released their latest quarterly results. Right, yeah, Pfizer's really become a household name over the past year, hasn't it? Absolutely. Of course, they're one of the companies that have developed a COVID-19 vaccine. In fact, they were the first company to receive uh, emergency use authorization from the US Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, for a COVID-19 vaccine, uh, which it received back in December at the end of last year. Uh, Then in August this year, they became also the first company to gain full approval from the FDA uh, to use their vaccine in individuals aged 16 years or older. And now they've released their latest results. What happened? Yeah, so a key thing I just mentioned was that Pfizer received their first kind of authorization for their COVID vaccine only within the past year. And that has really driven the company's performance since. So both Pfizer's revenues and earnings have more than doubled from this time a year ago. Revenues came in at 24.1 billion US dollars. Uh, that's up 134% from a year ago. Meanwhile, the company reported adjusted earnings for the quarter of 7.7 billion dollars. That's up 133% from a year ago. Mm. Okay, just how much of that performance comes from Pfizer's COVID vaccine though? Yeah, so revenues that that Pfizer made from vaccines in general grew from $1.7 billion a year ago to $14.6 billion this quarter. Now that makes up around 60% of Pfizer's revenue. Of that amount, Pfizer said that the COVID vaccine accounted for about $13 billion uh, during this quarter. So this year alone, Pfizer's COVID vaccine has brought in uh, $24.3 billion in revenue for the company. Uh, in the final quarter of the year, Pfizer said it expects to make another $12 billion from that vaccine. Mm, but now that there's people who have already received the vaccine, is Pfizer expecting a drop-off in their vaccine revenue? Not quite. The company still expects to make $29 billion in revenue from the COVID vaccine uh, in 2022. Now, Pfizer said that they are continuing to engage with governments about more potential orders for that year, which could even add to that fit that figure. Um, but there is still plenty of potential vaccine doses that could be administered. No, uh, how so? 
Well, if we look at the US, for example, um, according to Mayo Clinic, about 67% of the total US population has had one COVID vaccine dose and 58% are fully vaccinated. Now, just also in the past couple of days, uh, both the FDA and the CDC have cleared Pfizer's vaccine to be administered to children between the ages of 5 and 11. Uh, So the White House has said that from as early as next week, the US's kids' vaccination program will be fully up and running. Okay, so what about the rest of the world? Yeah, so Pfizer has been delivering vaccines to the rest of the world. Um, 75% of their vaccine revenue this quarter came from supplying the COVID vaccine to countries outside of the US. And Now, Pfizer said that they remain on track to achieve their goal uh, of delivering at least 2 billion vaccine doses to low and middle middle-income countries by the end of 2022. So uh, their goal is to deliver 1 billion doses this year and 1 billion the next year. Um, But they did say that they might be able to increase these deliveries if more orders are placed by these countries for next year. So looking ahead to the next quarter, you said that Pfizer is expecting to make 12 billion in revenue from the vaccine. Is that right? That's right. And uh, for their full year revenue, Pfizer expects to make between 81 and 82 billion US dollars in total revenue. Uh, and that's 2 billion higher than the company's earlier guidance. And what did Pfizer have to say about these results? Well, their CEO, Albert Berler, he said, uh, while we are proud of our financial performance, we're even more proud of what these financial results represent in terms of the positive impact we're having on human lives around the world. And finally, how did Pfizer's share price react? Well, when markets closed on Tuesday in the US, Pfizer was up just over 4% for the day. Thanks, Alice. Okay, so from COVID-19 to the other global issue that's affecting markets, what's the latest on the world's supply chain disruption? Yeah, without a doubt, the backlogs and jammed supply routes are having are definitely hitting numerous sectors and some companies are having to make some very hard decisions. One of those uh, being Amcor, the CEO of which uh, said today that the company was having to su- cut supply to some of its customers because of raw material shortages. So Amcor is uh, one of those big packaging companies, right? Yep. In fact, it's the biggest consumer packaging company in the world. It produces just about every type of packaging out there for food, beverages, healthcare and pharmaceutical industries. Uh, It originally started in 1860s, the Australian Paper Company, and operates 225 packaging plants around the world. Uh, Its primary listing is on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker AMCR. Right, so let's hear a bit of detail about their supply chain issues. Uh, so they're cutting product to some of their clients? Uh, yeah, the, the CEO, Ron Delia, outlined what had been happening at an investor meeting. So with the transport disruptions we've talked about so much on Recap, Amcor is having issues getting enough raw materials to make their products. Shortages in aluminium and plastics uh, meant they've seen their output in the September quarter reduced. But the biggest hit was in specialty resins, which are used to make PET plastic. Okay, so what are they doing in response? Delia said they've had to make some hard decisions and what they've come down on is to cut back on supply to some of its lower margin customers and prioritise and allocate more products to bigger clients. But the company says it's, it's, it's been well placed over its competitors to secure materials, particularly those resins I just talked about, although it has been receiving a limited stock. Okay, all right, and is there any indication of how long these shortages will continue for? 
the CEO advised investors that the issues of the last year were starting to reduce. He indicated that supply should return to normal sometime uh, in the first half of next year. But what else has been happening out there, Alice? Well, I've got some more earnings results from the US, Jose, uh, this time from Estee Lauder. Uh, that is a beauty company, right? Yeah, although when I hear the words Estee Lauder, I just think of the makeup brand that sold at department stores and that. Right. Uh, but the company I'm talking about is Estee Lauder Companies, which is uh, behind not only their namesake brand, but in fact a whole lot of other beauty brands as well. Yeah, oh, right. So like, like what ones? Well, honestly, I had no idea just how many they're behind. I was scanning through their expensive list of brands today. And I feel like if you walked into Mecca Maxima or Farmers or a similar store, Estee Lauder would probably be behind like half of the beauty brands in there. They're behind the likes of MAC, Bobby Brown, Clinique, DKNY, Too Faced, Jo Malone London, even Tom Ford Beauty. In fact, they have a portfolio of over 25 brands across 150 countries and territories uh, covering makeup, skincare, hair care, and fragrances. Oh, thanks for that overview. So what happened with Estee Lauder's earnings? Uh, well, net sales grew 23% year on year, coming in at 4.4 billion US dollars for the quarter, uh, which bet analyst expectations. Now, the company pointed out that net sales grew in every region and in every product category that they have. Uh, they said that this reflects the recovery in brick and mortar stores. So that's like people returning to physical stores and shopping in person, um, opposed to online, which of course was heavily impacted during the pandemic. And how did Estee Lauder's earnings go? Well, net earnings came in at $692 million for the quarter. That's compared to $523 million a year ago. Uh, Fabrizio Freda, who is Estee Lauder's president and CEO, uh, said that the company delivered excellent performance despite increased volatility and variability during the quarter. So looking at those numbers, what is driving those results? Well, in terms of the makeup division, uh, the company's namesake brand as well as MAC drove that performance. Now, makeup was one of the most heavily impacted divisions of the company during the pandemic. Uh, and although the division improved significantly during the quarter, uh, Estee Lauder said that its sales um, is the only product category that remains below pre-pandemic levels. Now, in terms of skincare, Estee Lauder said that um, the Le Mer and Clinique brands delivered standout results, as they put it. And in the company's fragrance division, um, they experienced growth in all regions, which they said was driven by Tom Ford Beauty and Jo Malone London brands. And you've already mentioned the pandemic a couple of times. How's that impacting Estee Lauder? Yeah, so the company said that COVID is continuing to disrupt operations uh, and they sort of highlighted three key impacts. First, um, the resurgence of COVID-19 with the Delta variant and uh, further government restrictions have closed a lot of retail stores that sell Estee Lauder brands intermittently. Now, this has led to growth in the company's online sales, which they said were nearly double pre-pandemic levels. Mm, and what were some of the other impacts? Well, another one that I sort of touched on before is related to consumer preferences and these changed with the pandemic. So specifically with fewer social gatherings and with people working from home instead of in the office, that sort of made a consumer preference change um, shifting from makeup to more skincare. Oh, that's really interesting. But what about uh, supply chain disruptions? 
Yeah, that was a third impact that SA Lauder specifically called out. They said that the pandemic has led to transportation delays and with that comes higher costs. Uh, and they said that these are expected to negatively impact the company for the remainder of their financial year. But Estee Lauder said that they will try and reduce this impact through st- strategic price increases, uh, the timing of shipments, and even using air freight um, and less congested ports. Uh, but in the meantime, in an interview with CNBC, Estee Lauder's CEO said that the company has already made their shipments for the upcoming holiday period uh, and said that uh, they're in the game well before the full holiday season starts. And finally, how did Estee Lauder's share price react? Well, at the close of markets in the US, the company's share price was up just over 4% for the day. And thanks so much for listening. That was Recap for the 3rd of November. We would absolutely love it if you gave us a rating and even a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. Mā See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.